Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser. I'm a positive health psychologist and also author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information about all things connected with wellness, positive psychology, goal-achieving psychology, and rejuvenating. It's also the place where you can contact me for various reasons, including suggesting other guests for our podcast. As listeners to the podcast know, most of our episodes are not me speaking uh, individually, but having interesting and informative guests who lead their own lives enthusiastically and have their own ways of helping us to do so. We're especially fortunate today to have a guest from a different type of area than we've uh, had recently, the area of travel. Now, I know that dealing with COVID-19 has impacted upon a lot of things. Uh, and for many of us, a major impact has been upon our ability to travel and explore new places, something that many of us truly enjoyed. Travel is one of the great ways of staying active and achieving personal growth and learning. Now that vaccines are starting to come into being and people are getting uh, vaccinated, there is the promise that sometime during this year, some sense of normalcy will return to the planet and people will be traveling again. I know just in speaking with my friends that a lot of us are already kind of anticipating the day when we will be able to do what we haven't been done for, been able to do for uh, over a year now. So to help us, we have somebody who is really, really special and informative in the field. Monica Oroski is the vice president and co-founder of Yampu Tours and Yampgo. Starting the company 21 years ago with her husband, her travel experiences come from firsthand knowledge that she has gained from multiple trips that she's taken with her family, her husband and two kids. Her eye for detail, knack for knowing what clients will like and won't like, even without knowing them very long, and her impeccable memory for remembering even the smallest bit of information proves that she is one of the most trusted and skilled people in the travel industry. And it's such a great pleasure to welcome her today. Monica, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. And uh, let me start by just asking the, the obvious question these days, how is a travel person doing during the pandemic? How has business been? How has your own travel been? And so on. Well, business has been terrible. I sell international travel. So we have pretty much been uh, on standstill 
But we pivoted and have been spending our time, you know, revamping our website, doing the little projects that we were too busy to do before. We've been busy with those. And then for travel, we traveled the West of the United States because we've spent the last 23 years traveling the world Mm -hmm. and hadn't discovered what was in our backyard. So my best gift of 2020 was the U.S. National Parks. I got a, a park pass for $80 for a year, and you can go to all these wonderful national parks for that. And um, so that's been really fun, you know, going to the Tetons and Yellowstone and throughout Utah, uh, Zion. It was really fun. Well, that's great. I've been to a few national parks, Yellowstone, Yosemite, uh, Black Hills, and... and uh, we're we're so fortunate in this country having so many national parks and having such different ones. You living in the West are a lot closer to to most of them than than us in the East. Although three blocks from our house is uh, Independence Hall and Independence National Park, which is technically a national park. But I'm wondering what advice till the uh, till the pandemic really resolves itself. What might people be doing to take short trips or day trips or things of that nature in in their area? I mean, again, you you have access to the national parks. A lot of people here would have to fly there and wouldn't be in the mood to do that. But but if somebody has a day or two, uh, what kinds of things do you encourage for families? Well, we did we did fly to Wyoming and Montana from here. We picked direct flights. And what I suggest if you do fly is to get a window seat or to get an exit row where you get more room um, so you can do things like that. If, if your weather is conducive and um, you can drive with a family, maybe renting an RV for right now would be a great idea. Um, it's not my specialty, but I did look into it in the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, should I rent an RV and travel the United States? That could be an idea for families, because like I said, that park pass is $80 for a year for your vehicle to go in. So that might be nice. And also just going out and doing as much stuff in the wilderness as you can near your home. Uh, Most everywhere in the United States, within two hours, you've got some wilderness, some trails you can hike. And and if you do hike trails, what I suggest is have have a mask that you can kind of pull up and down really easily because when you go past people on the trail, you know, and you don't have that six feet distance, you need to put the mask on. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that. And I I think that would be great with families to do for now. And then the other thing you can do because we're already in January and people are starting to get vaccinated is start making a plan with your family for later in the year, late summer, fall, next Christmas, you can have a great time during the planning phase of, you know, just in your imagination, creating like, where are we going to go? What are we going to see? Getting excited about it, you know, um, buying things, starting to pack, you know, reading books, fiction books about where you're going, you know? So there's a lot of things you can do right now to get excited about a trip anywhere in the world just later in this year. Oh, and as a psychologist tell you that really is good to be, 
anticipating, looking forward, because we've had so much time of one day being like the next and uh, not a whole lot to look forward to and feeling fairly passive while waiting for the vaccines to be developed. So uh, that's important. Another thing that I think is uh, really vital is you're mentioning the matter of hiking and so on. Again, a lot of us have gotten into too sedentary a lifestyle during this time. And, you know, that's being able to, to take trips and, and hike and do things that make you active and enjoy it should really be be terrific. So the idea of looking forward and planning and so on, I assume that there were some hot places to, to visit either in the United States or internationally, which I assume are still pretty exciting. What what are some of the, the hot places that, that people are visiting or planning to visit or did visit when they could and so on? Well, during the pandemic, for the first six months, all of the other countries were blocked off for us. So I was doing the U.S. And then in the last few months, we have about 20 options uh, for United States citizens. And one of them that some of my colleagues just did was Kenya. Mm. And one of my clients just did Kenya too. And Kenya, you have to get there, you have to fly. But if you mask up and you're safe, you know, you can get there. And once you're there, they're only letting people in who have got a, uh, a negative COVID test. And then they're very, they're taking very much precaution for your safety once you're there. And then once you get to the safari camps, you can just let go of all this fear and pressure that we've been feeling and be in the outdoors with the animals and you'll 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 truly relax and so Pete, so my colleagues have been doing this one of them spent a month there my client was there for 2 weeks another colleague went for a few weeks to Kenya so it's really a great option for people who just can't sit here and watch this happen any longer <laughs> ecuador is closer um, and it's also, uh, one of my colleagues went there and, um, and one of my clients also went there and I have a client who wrote a trust pilot review. You can look at it online of her trip going to Ecuador during COVID. And again, these countries are, they have a little more, um, leeway of making people do what they're supposed to do. And because of that, you're like safe once you get there. So that's another idea. And then, like I said, uh, you can start planning for summer, I think. I think, you know, hopefully we'll all be inoculated by then that want anybody that wants it will have it. So some real interesting thoughts. I'm wondering uh, for travelers like my wife and I, it doesn't always work out that way. But one of the best, most fun, most informative experiences when we are able to be in situations where we can meet local people, eat in local restaurants, uh, things of this nature. Um, is that something that gets planned in advance, uh, or do you tend to get a, a like a partial tour or whatever, so that you get to the place and then you try and figure it out locally? What's uh, again, I. I I never made enough of a science of it to be able to tell somebody how to do it. But when we've 
fallen into it or lucked into it. It's been a great experience. So we're we're a private tour operator. What that means is is each and every tour I design is specifically for that client. So, and one of the things that I like to do is uh, I plan their hotels and all their all the boring stuff, all the transportation and you know getting from here to there, and also um, some really fun experiences and tours. But for eating, I like to give them ideas, but let them go out on their own because they're going to get a better food experience. They're going to get a better price and they're going to eat in way more interesting places than a tourism menu, you know? Um, So I like to encourage people to explore the world through food on their own. Um, But also I I do put in great experiences like cooking classes or eating at a meal at a guide's house, you know, or with a family, those kind of things are what I will plan for them. But when it comes to finding a restaurant, you know, I can give them my favorites and they, some of people will just, and sometimes I even make reservations for them if, if I know that they're going in a busy time of year, but I like to let people meander these beautiful cities and find, you know, a little hole in the wall restaurant that, you know, is playing a little music inside, or maybe they're all watching a soccer game, you know, and, you know, you wander in and and get to know the locals. That's something that I can help facilitate, but really those are the greatest things. They just kind of come up generically. Yeah, that absolutely from personal experience. Again, as I said, I don't, uh, ha- haven't had a real system for doing it, but it's. I can certainly vouch for the quality of the experience. Many of our listeners uh, are in the younger, middle age, age range, but we do get a number of older adults who have both the time and the ability to travel. Are there certain considerations that they should be taking into account or certain kinds of experiences that they should look for or avoid or uh, what guidance can you give for for older adults who may be interested in traveling? It really depends on each and every person. I had these one ladies that traveled with me and they were in their 70s and they wanted to go hike these full day hikes in Patagonia and these women are way better shaped than me. Um, maybe because they retired, you know, 10 years ago and have just been like working out and hiking and, you know, so uh, I sent them to Patagonia and there were a few things they couldn't do because in Argentina, they're like, you can't do this after 50, you know, and when we, in reality, I'm 55 and they're in way better health than, and shape than me because I'm sitting at my desk all day and they're out, you know, going to the gym. And so for those women, you know, these are strenuous hikes. I put them in a, a really nice property where they were able, so they didn't have to camp, but they were able to go out and do the day hikes. Um, so for them, that was perfect. Um, but I have other clients, you know, they have some kind of um, physical limitations. And so I just, all you need to do is tell your travel advisor what what your uh, limitations are or what you need. And we will organize it in a way. So you might do a walking tour or you might do a tour by a van where you're not walking as much and we're saving your steps for just what you need to do. And I think that people of any age can go to any place in the world if they're um, with a good travel advisor or, or tour company. 
that's really good to know. And uh, I'm, you know, really happy that that those options are available. One of the things that I, I learned about you is that there are some some tours that you can set up or retreats or whatever where there you can attend to people's uh, physical exercise, spiritual needs, and so on. I uh, I know a lot of times just in traveling, I always mean to get to the gym and usually do the first day or two. And then, uh, you know, sometimes life interferes with it. Uh, and I always thought it, it would be great if uh, somewhere in, in the travels that was structured in, you know, just like meals and stuff. So uh, what kinds of uh, things do you offer for people who may be interested in either the physical end of it, yoga, meditation, spirituality, things of that nature? Well, that's a two-part question. Um, first, I want to just say that any traveler can bring like a jump rope. They do this sometimes in the uh, safari camps because they don't have typical gyms and you can't go out running maybe if you're like in the middle of the bush um so they'll give you like a jump rope uh, so there's certain exercises that you can do and then i feel like i walk a lot more when i'm traveling than i walk at home because again at home i'm stuck behind the computer working all day and when i'm out traveling i'm walking all around cities i walk you know, 20,000 steps in a day. We're here. I'm lucky to get 3,000 steps in a day. So I think that um, it's, it just organically happens that you can get a lot of working out when you travel. If you have a group of people who are interested in doing a trip that's designed around um, working out and getting spiritual and joy, um, then we can do a retreat. I did a retreat with my friends and it was called Travel for Joy. And we brought both a workout instructor and an instructor who teaches yoga and meditation. And so we were able to feed our spiritual self as well as our physical bodies. And then we laughed and we were in Mexico, so we drank tequila. It wasn't one of those, you know, you have to not drink and suffer. No, we drank tequila, we went dancing. And the whole trip was about just getting back your joy, you know, and, and so our teachers, you know, spoke about that and then doing all these activities, being out on a boat, you know, we went to a beautiful art bowl in the sky on the ocean and you go up and to the top and we yelled down and it echoes and it was right on the beach at sunset and we had hors d'oeuvres and drinks and, and we were laughing and just experiencing so much joy. So we can do trips um, for your groups like that or any kind of trip that you want. I have a group of guys that um, it's part of their lifestyle that they, they make a lot of money. They give a lot of money. They spend a lot of time traveling. And so for those guys, I do adrenaline filled trips where, you know, one day they're diving with the sharks and the next day they're climbing Table Mountain or, you know, taking a helicopter up to the top of the mountain and hitting a golf ball off of it, fishing the Zambezi River. So for these guys, they need to stay active, but they want also adrenaline and fun. And so every group is different, you know. 
you just come to us and you tell us, you know, what, what it is that gives you joy and we'll make it happen. Oh, that's wonderful. Somewhere in your literature, I saw something about traveling as a means of giving back or something uh, along those lines. What, what does that mean? Well, giving back, you can do that in every country. And I have a whole class about this for travel agents, how to design a trip for their clients where they can give back. And there's a lot of different ways. We have a pack for the purpose in Peru and all of our clients that go to Peru, we give them a list. And if they're interested, they can bring supplies to schools that the schools need. Um, so we've asked the directors of the schools, you know, what did the kids need? The clients bring it in their suitcase and then they have an empty suitcase where they can go shopping. So that's something that's really simple. Um, I've had guys, these guys that I were telling you about that I do their, their trips. Um, they built a house in Santiago, Chile. They've gone to Vietnam and redone a classroom, painted it and built them shelves. They did a room in an old folks home in um, South Africa. And so um, there's so many things that you can do. And, you know, uh, my daughter went to Zambia and she worked in a school for a month. This was really nice because um, she really got to know the people and they got to know her. And um, she also did like a after school program uh, for kids who couldn't like afford to go to the other school. Then they would come over and she would help them with their homework and stuff. So there's so many things you could do. The options are endless and you can put a very little time into it and still make a big impact, or you can spend days or weeks or months doing this. Boy, that's really exciting. I, uh, and is it something you can kind of do, say, if, if my wife and I decided to do it, or do you have to organize a group to do it? How's, how's something like that happen? Because that Pack for really a Purpose great. is a website. Mm -hmm. And they have organizations in every country. Let's say, for example, you're going to uh, Vietnam. You know, you can go on their website. And, or actually, let's say they're going to Cam Cambodia. You can go on the Pack for Purpose website because I know which property they have there. And they have this Song Island. And you can go there. And it's a private island, beautiful resort. But that resort gives back to 500 different communities. And so you can see what they need on their page and bring it with you when you go. So Pack for a Purpose, everyone should remember that. It's a great website and I can send it to you. Um, yes. You can put on the show notes. And it makes it easy for anybody to do, um, whether you're traveling independent or with an agent, um, you can look on their website and see what you can, how you can make a, a difference. That's great. We will, we will help promote that. But now as, as we run close to running out of time, I, I figure it's time to ask a couple of the questions that may have a bit of a negative spin to it. Um, one of which is your discussion just reminded me of it when we talked about Vietnam and Cambodia. I'm old enough to remember there was a time when you couldn't pay me to go to one of those countries. And now I know that they're really exciting places to visit. I was talking with my wife the other day and we were talking about, geez, the way that the world is going now, how many places are, 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 are is it safe for an American to go to? Um, are there countries that you recommend against or are there 
is this overblown or what? I mean, nobody gets very uplifted by watching cable news for an hour or two. But if you listen long enough, it's it's very difficult to between COVID and what else is going on in the world. There's a real incentive to to stay in your house and not do anything. And uh, I don't think that makes the world a better place. Well, um, in regards to places that I wouldn't recommend, I mean, North Korea, Iran, maybe right now, even though I, I, that's on my bucket list for if it ever becomes safe again to go. But as far as Cambodia and Vietnam, oh, Vietnam will probably stay closer, closed longer. But Cambodia, they'll probably stay closed a little longer. But as far as safety, I think the people in Cambodia, I mean, those museums uh, that I went to in Phnom Penh were really um, upsetting. But the people, forget about the history and everything. The people have been through so much. And I feel like the people that have been through the most are the nicest most welcoming and generous people. That's just my experience as a tour operator. Okay. And what about the more traditional places like uh, Eastern Europe, or even the fact that that things happen in Paris, London? Uh, we just consider that kind of anomalies, uh, or and, and you might be unlucky, or is it something that uh, that people should be concerned about? You know, when I first started this business 23 years ago, I used to think that these other countries were dangerous. And now, and uh, so much has happened, you know, people were in Vegas and somebody shot up 200 people, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really don't even think about other countries that way anymore. Plus the way I travel as a tour operator, you know, I'm pretty pampered, you know, and my clients are all pretty well taken care of, you know, somebody meets you at the airport, they take you to your hotel, then they take you out on a tour. So the propensity to get in trouble when you travel with a tour operator is a lot less. And if trouble begins, like, for example, my, my guys group was in Santiago when there was right before COVID, there was some sort of civil unrest and they were right there and we had to like whisk them back to the hotel and we changed their flight and they had to go earlier to Patagonia and get out of the city. And that's the kind of things that we do. When you have a tour operator behind you, we're on top of the news. If anything happens, you know, whether it's an earthquake, I mean, we've rescued people from earthquakes, you know, we have taken people and rescued them when there was a strike. These things, you know, are it's great when you have a tour operator as your backup, your support team. People who travel with us have a support team, so. Well, it's good to hear. You've actually answered a big part of my uh, my next and last question, uh, which is nowadays there's a lot of things you can do online. How about uh, a commercial for why a professional like yourself uh still make sense these days as opposed to me saying okay well I can if I just sit down and you know I'm a bright guy I can go online I can you know I I have the same information she does so what do I need this for well we have tried and true guides so if you were to book online you're just going to get who you get and just like the rolling the dice Mm -hmm. um with us you know, we have the power of, of our buying so that we're getting the best guides, best drivers, best cars, 
and you're spending your money and your time in a very well thought out way. And they're not taking any chances. When you do it on your own, you're taking certain chances because you're doing something new. You don't know these people. And so you're just taking a chance. And with us, everything's going to be organized in the best way it can be. It's going to be with the best guides, the best hotels, best drivers. And you have the support team, for example, exactly what we were just talking about. If there's any kind of problem, you don't have to stay in your room all day reorganizing a flight. We're going to do it for you. Okay, that's great information. So I'm sitting here in Philadelphia. If uh, I'm sold on what you've told me, does it matter whether I work through you? You're located on the West Coast. Yeah. Does it matter whether I work through you or is there an advantage to walking down the street and going to a local uh, agency? Well, you can go, you can go to your travel agent and tell them you want to book a Yampu tour. Oh, and that's fine. You can do that. We work with travel agents okay. um, and that's kind of the best of both worlds, but you know, the owner here, so you can come directly to me <laughs> either way. Um, but yeah, we work with agents and um, and I do support working with your local travel agents because everyone in travel is suffering right now. And if you have someone that you've been working with, I encourage you to work with them and we, we can work with any travel agent. And I guess the last question then is, I mean, I've heard a few horror stories of people uh, signing on with, with certain tour operators and so on. How does somebody sort out Uh, I mean, assuming that somebody doesn't just read the show notes and just deal with you, but is trying to sort out, you know, you versus somebody else or whatever. uh, How how does somebody know whether they're getting a reputable tour operator or one that isn't going to leave them stranded someplace or things of that nature? Well, we're licensed with the, the state of California to sell travel. We're a U.S. tour operator. And we have probably hundreds of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, which is an independent review organization. So you can go on and read the Trustpilots and kind of make up your mind from reading what other people have written about us. And then what we normally do here is we really want our clients to travel with us every year. We put so much work into getting a new client and to to earning that trust for you to book with us the first time that we make sure that the trip is as good as it can be. And if there are any problems that we resolve them and that's why our trust pilot is so high. And so, you know, we don't want people just to book with us once. That's just a waste of all of our time. That's mm-hmm. where you can find us. Just uh, look on trust pilot, read the reviews. We have reviews on our website too. And if you've worked with a tour operator before, you know, it's really great working with tour operators. I feel like people who work with a tour operator are a good tour operator. They kind of stick with that tour operator and because they get used to being treated so well. And so that's what our clients do. And uh, I think you should, if you've never booked a tour like this, a private tour, I'm not talking about the old school big bus and 60 people getting off. This is not not what we're doing. We're doing, you know, privately made tours for each and every individual clients. And it's a great way to travel. Once you do it once, you'll, you'll want to keep doing it every year. And Trustpilot is, is kind of the place where 
people get get reviewed and and so yeah, Trustpilot has um, reviews. When a client books, then we send out a Trustpilot to them. Okay, okay, so that that is great. It's another bit of of terrific information. I uh, hope that the world returns to normal quite soon, and that you're back in in business full full steam. Uh, I'm sure that a, a number of people listening to this are chomping at the bit, waiting to to get back into travel and wanting to find out a little more about you know your work and how what you can offer them. Uh, just from a curiosity standpoint, uh, the the word "yomp" in your in your name uh, in your tour company's name, where's that come from? So Yampu is a Quechua word, and it's for the raft that uh, was written about in Thor Hedredial's book, Contiki, uh, a journey between Easter Island and Peru. And um, he was proving that those societies are related. And we actually met the men who made the Yampu for the book in Lake Titicaca, Peru, uh, Bolivia. Lake Titicaca is between Peru and Bolivia. It's a, a lake that en- encompasses both countries. And so that's that's where the word Yampu came from because we used to be called Contiki and we changed our name in 2008 because people were getting us confused with the Contiki with the sea. So how do people get in touch with you? Yampu.com, Y-A-M-P-U.com. And when once you get on the website, you can communicate any way you want. We can chat. We can you can call us. You can email us. You can fill out a form, um, however you want. And if you need to talk to me directly, I'm Monica. I'm on Instagram, Monica Rowski Experiences, and all my links are there on my bio. Okay, great. And again, we'll have all this contact information in the show notes. So it's been both educational and delightful talking with you, Monica. I really, really appreciate you spending the time to educate us and give us another way in which we can live our lives enthusiastically now that we see some light at the end of the tunnel and being able to do so. And uh, I have a feeling that getting back to normal uh, will while it'll take some time, it's something that we should be preparing for right now because it's only going to go in one direction. And that will be ultimately to to have things go a little, little more right in the world and have a little more normalcy. And it's nice to know you'll be there to, to help us enjoy it when that happens. So we want to thank Monica for being with us today for explaining all this really interesting stuff and uh, for offering her uh, guidance. And I hope people will take it up on, will take her up on it. In the meantime, I hope that you will subscribe to our podcasts, download them, rate the episodes, and make some suggestions for additional guests by contacting me at the mental health gym. That's ron.kaiser at the mental health gym.com. This has been rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser with our guest, Monica Urofsky. And 
We've learned all about travel and why choosing a Yampu tour is a, a really wise thing to do as we look forward to it. And I hope you'll all be back next week when we have another interesting guest to help us lead our lives more enthusiastically for each and every day, for however long we continue to live. And if we live it with enthusiasm, we just enhance our longevity. So if you haven't picked up your copy of Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, we hope you'll do that. And we once again hope that you will be back next week. In the meantime, stay safe and stay enthusiastic. And we'll see you.